Welcome back to another episode of the Jimmy M Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Mullen. We're doing another solo episode today uh, in between two guest episodes, which is pretty exciting. Uh, We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, Before I get started with today's topics, though, uh, I'd just like to say uh, thank you guys so much for all the support. It's been getting a lot better. Uh, We just reached 50 listeners on the audio version of the podcast, so now I'm eligible for ambassador ads through Anchor. Uh, So if you're listening to the audio version at some point, you might start hearing me do some ad reads. Uh, So just a heads up if you listen to the audio version. Uh, Also, uh, I've made social media pages for the podcast. I initially decided not to, but I changed my mind. I figured, you know what, Uh, it's probably a better way to market it. Uh, so I decided to launch uh, separate social media pages for the podcast. So uh, you can now follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I've made pages for all of those, uh, so you can check them out. I'm going to leave links in the description, so that way you can check them out. And I'd also like to make a big announcement that episode 10, the next episode of the podcast, will feature my good friend Eddie Nohans, Edward Moyaho. Uh, he came by. Uh, We had a nice discussion for about an hour and a half. It was pretty great. Uh, You should check it out when it comes out. I'm actually going to be dropping it uh, the day after I drop this one. So tomorrow, if you're watching this the day of, uh, there will be another episode. So stay tuned. Uh, It's going to be pretty exciting, and I can't wait. Okay, so now that we got all that introduction stuff out of the way, uh, let's introduce the topics. So I've got four uh, main topics of things I'd like to cover today, the first being the Oscar nominations for this year. Uh, Also, some Marvel shows that are leaving Netflix, as well as other Disney-owned properties leaving Netflix uh, in the beginning of March. The Book of Boba Fett just had its season finale, so I'd like to discuss the show overall in kind of brief detail, but also give a few uh, thoughts on plot points and things like that. So there will be spoilers for The Book of Boba Fett if you haven't seen it. Uh, You have been warned. And finally, I'm going to discuss the newest Nintendo Direct that just happened this past week. Uh, If you haven't already, I also made a video on my main YouTube channel uh, showing some highlights of my initial reactions to all the stuff that was shown off. I did a Twitch stream. By the way, follow me on Twitch. I stream there every once in a while. Username is JimmyRWD. So yeah, we got a lot to uncover today. Let's get into it. First up, the Oscars. Uh, Now, as as a movie fan... Uh, I, I have watched a few Oscar shows, but in the last couple of years, I honestly haven't really cared too much because time and time again, they've just gone to show that they don't nominate movies that people actually care about. They kind of just throw them to the side. It's like, oh, these superhero movies, they're not cinema. Uh, even though they bring in so much money to the movie industry and kind of drive the movie industry as to what it is, I feel like a lot of big blockbuster movies deserve a lot more credit. That's personally how I feel. And every year, I feel like they just give more and more reasons as to why nobody watches them. But I figured I'd cover some of them uh, because I have a feeling that once the Oscars happen, it's probably going to uh, showcase what movies I'll be watching in the few days after. Uh, as that has happened over the years. Uh, I think back in 2018, I watched, uh, it was like the 2017 movies, so I watched almost all of them right before the Oscars. I think that year specifically, I was just really interested. 
in the Best Picture nominees, but I haven't really been in the last few years. I still haven't watched Nomadland, um, but I I did watch Parasite the day after the Oscars of that year. That movie is crazy, by the way. If you've never seen it, it's so good. If you can get past reading subtitles, uh, it's a great watch. You should definitely check it out. But anyway, um, I wrote down some notes uh, about some of the uh, categories. Uh, so for the Best Picture nominees, I wrote them all here. Uh, Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. I'm going to be real. I haven't seen a single one of these movies yet. Um, so, uh, if I can, I'll probably watch Dune and King Richard and don't look up, uh, beforehand because I'm actually really interested in those movies. Uh, the other ones I don't know anything about. So, uh, actually no, I, West Side Story is another one. Uh, but I believe that one's coming to Disney plus on March 2nd. So I think I'm going to hold off on watching that until it drops on Disney plus. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't really say anything about any of the movies, that are nominated for Best Picture, I haven't seen them yet. So uh, hopefully that will change. and Maybe I can give a better uh, look at them once the Oscars happen. Uh, maybe I'll bring them up again in a future episode. Uh, I, I didn't write down who got nominated for Best Actor, but I did write down, uh, I'm really happy to see that Andrew Garfield got nominated for Best Actor for Tick, Tick, Boom, which is also a movie I haven't seen yet. Uh, but if you've seen the newest Spider-Man movie, uh, yeah, uh, Andrew Garfield is a pretty exciting person in, uh, movies right now. Uh, so, um, I was really happy to see that the love for him. Um, best animated feature, uh, this year is a bit more interesting for me. I have seen four out of the five, three of them also being under Disney. So I feel like a little monopoly there. Uh, Encanto, Flea, Luca, Mitchell's versus the machines and Raya and the last dragon. Um, if I had to pick a movie that I hope would win, I would say Mitchell's versus the machines. That is such a good movie. It's so wholesome and the art style is really unique. And I really enjoy that movie. I haven't seen it since I watched it for the first time. I'm going to have to rewatch it, but, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun when I saw it. Uh, Ryan, the last dragon, I don't have a fresh enough memory for it. And, uh, I have seen Encanto since, uh, I made my best movies of 2021. Uh, segment of a podcast episode I previously did. Um, I watched it like a couple days afterwards. Um, that's such a good movie. The music is really catchy and exciting. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it wins, but uh, Mitchell's versus the machines is the one I'm really hoping for. Luca, I felt was a little underwhelming as a Pixar film and flea. I have not seen, so I don't know anything about that one. Um, and Kanto's uh, best original song nominee uh, isn't the song I expected it to be. It's actually a different one. I forgot the name of it, but um, I was honestly surprised it wasn't the song We Don't Talk About Bruno, considering that song has done so crazily in numbers. Um, it's actually, I looked it up, um, it's broken so many records, and uh, it's the most popular Disney song on the Billboard charts in 29 years. Uh, the last movie uh, to hit such a high number was a whole new world from Aladdin that came out in 92. So almost 30 years, uh, a Disney song has not topped the billboard. Uh, even let it go from frozen didn't make it. And I, it might've been close. If anything, I'm honestly surprised about that. Um, Cruella 
got a best makeup and hairstyling and best costume design nomination. I think that is well deserved because Cruella had such amazing costume design and hairstyling. It was it was a very very uh, fashionable movie. I didn't know how to word that properly. Uh, the costumes in that movie are pretty crazy. Uh, a lot of the exaggerated stuff uh, in those. Uh, overall, I'm I'm excited to see where things go. I don't really have too much expectations going into the Oscars. I'm probably not going to watch them. I'll probably just find out who won uh, after the fact. I, I haven't watched the Oscars in years. Uh, they, they give so many reasons to not watch them. So, uh, yeah, honestly, I, I'll find out after the fact, but I'm not really crazily looking forward to it. I'm probably not going to watch them. Uh, when they premiere, but uh, I'll be excited to see who wins afterwards. Next up's a pretty big one. Uh, I've been trying to record this episode for a couple of days, but I'm honestly glad that I waited because uh, this news just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Uh, Disney is pulling a ton of their licensed properties from Netflix. Uh, there are a good handful of shows uh, that Netflix has still had on their platform that are under the Walt Disney umbrella. Uh, including a lot of shows from ABC and some Disney Channel movies and a couple of other things like that. Uh, and one of the biggest ones is Marvel properties. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is a show from ABC, uh, it's, already, it's already been deemed non-canon in MCU lore, uh, but Phil Coulson, uh, Clark Gregg, he is a pretty prominent character uh, in that show. And, of course, he's in the movie, so you think, oh, there's a connection there. No, it turns out, while it does bring up a lot of stuff from the movies, it's not directly tied into the movies. It's its own separate thing. It's a little confusing. But, uh, yeah, Marvel, I think, at this point, has said it's not canon. So um, it's actually leaving on March 1st. All, By the way, all of this stuff that got announced that they're taking off, uh, they're leaving on March 1st. So there's now less than a month. If you only have Netflix and you want to watch this stuff, do it now because uh, they're going to be going away. Uh, most of the stuff is going to end up on Hulu and Disney+, Plus, uh, as far as I'm thinking will happen. Uh, I guess depending on... I guess it'll be a case-by-case basis, depending on what it is. If it's if it's like an ABC thing that's not as family-friendly, it'll probably end up on Hulu. If it's a family-friendly property, like the BFG, which was... I think it was a movie on Disney+, Plus, and then it got took off because of a licensing thing with Netflix... Uh, that they had grandfathered in. Uh, so they got brought back to Netflix, but now they're taking it back early. So I guess Disney maybe bought out the licensing agreement. Like, I guess they couldn't get to a deal by the time Disney Plus came out, but maybe they've done something now. I'm not sure. Uh, we don't know. As, we don't know that. Uh, they haven't officially said anything as of me recording this. I'm recording this on February 12th at 9 p.m. Eastern. So, uh, yeah, we don't know yet. But the biggest thing about this is that some Netflix-made shows, or not Netflix-made, but Netflix-released shows that have the Netflix emblem on them, the little N logo in the top left uh, when you watch them on mobile, and they have the Netflix series thing on top of the logo. Uh, the Marvel Netflix shows are leaving Netflix. Uh Daredevil, Jessica Jones, The Punisher, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and The Defenders are all leaving Netflix on March 1st, which is pretty huge news. 
uh, because these shows were made for Netflix. Uh, they were produced, I believe, by Disney ABC. I, I thought initially that they were Netflix-produced shows, uh, but I, I guess Netflix like was able to license them to have them on there. I, I'm not sure exactly what the contract is. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was some kind of convoluted thing. Um, but those shows were canceled. Uh, most, all of them had ended, I think by the end of like 2018 or 2019. Uh, so it's been a while since all of them have ended. Some of them only got one or two seasons. I know Daredevil and Jessica Jones got like three seasons each. And by the way, I've not seen any of these shows. And the sole reason for that is because it was debated for so long, whether or not these shows were even canon. And it was the same thing with agents of shield reason why i haven't seen that show either um because no one could really decide whether or not they were canon because the shows referenced events that happened in the movies but the movies didn't reference the shows so it was kind of like oh do they do they happen in the same universe is it like a parallel universe thing we don't really know um but uh you know with things like daredevil popping up in spider-man no way home and kingpin popping up in hawkeye it's it's pretty surreal uh, and now it could be possible that now they are canon or maybe little it, it it's in bits and pieces uh, will pop up. You know, they'll kind of maybe cherry pick and see like, oh, what works with these shows that we can adapt into the MCU and what we can't. You know, maybe they'll just, you know, do it as they go. We don't really know. Um, but it is really interesting. Uh, I'm really hoping that they, and I, I know agents of shield is going to end up on Disney plus like that's no question. Um, however, I, I'm really hopeful that these Marvel Netflix shows will make their way onto Disney plus, even though they have a mature audience's rating, which will maybe bite them in the ass with that. I'm really keeping my fingers crossed that they'll end up on Disney plus, but if I had to be more realistic about it, I would say that they'll probably end up on Hulu and uh, they'll end up being the most successful shows on Hulu uh, if that is the case. However, uh, we don't know that yet. Um, I'm, I'm really hopeful that uh, something happens with uh, those shows where they end up on Disney+. Plus. I'm really hoping for that because they'll definitely feel more like they're at home if they're on Disney+. Plus because they'll be alongside all the other Marvel properties and then Disney plus can promote the hell out of them. Maybe even make new seasons. Who knows? Uh, the possibilities are honestly endless. You know, now that they have these characters back, you know, once those shows were canceled after I think like about a year, the rights reverted back to Marvel. And that's why only now they're popping up in MCU properties. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see uh, what happens with that. Uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that, uh, it's nothing but goodness that comes out of this. Uh, I'm really hoping the shows end up on Disney plus. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for that. Now for the book of Boba Fett. Uh, this is a series that spun off of the Mandalorian, uh, which by the way, like I said, spoilers for, uh, book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian, all that stuff. If you haven't checked it out. Uh, I'm just going to say you're missing out and you totally should. Uh, I have timestamps in the YouTube version of this if you'd like to skip ahead uh, if you don't want to hear spoilers. But uh, we're going to talk about spoilers for Book of Boba Fett right now. And I'm going to give my thoughts on the show in general. Um, so uh, so this is a spinoff that was teased at the end of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. 
Uh, Boba Fett comes back in Mandalorian season two after being presumed dead all these years. You know, Return of the Jedi was like, oh, he died in the Sarlacc pit. Nope, turns out he survived. With season two of the Mandalorian ending, you know, he takes over Jabba's palace and now he's this peaceful leader of the city of Mos Espa on Tatooine uh, and uh, just kind of goes from there. Um, you know, he kind of retires from being a bounty hunter and decides he wants to, you know, rule this city or, or something like that. I don't know. Honestly, I don't think it really worked too well. It was honestly a little mediocre. I I did not enjoy it as much as uh, The Mandalorian Seasons 1 and 2, which honestly have been some of the best pieces of Star Wars content that we've seen in a long time. Uh, they're, they're honestly great. And I, I, I hope that we get more of that in the near future. Uh, I will say, though, um, episodes five and six of the Book of Boba Fett uh, barely have Boba Fett in them, and they are some of the greatest pieces of Star Wars content ever, in my opinion, uh, because they're basically all about the Mandalorian and Grogu. Uh, yeah, uh, especially episodes, actually both of them, honestly, they're, they're fantastic. Uh, I, I love them. Uh, you know, pretty much it's basically season 2.5 of the Mandalorian. If I'm being, if I'm being completely honest with how I feel about it. Um, you know, he, Mando, now he has the dark saber and, you know, we find out that he's not able to wield it properly. It's kind of fighting against him. Uh, he can't really use it the right way. Uh, and then we also see Grogu is now training with Luke Skywalker and, uh, you know, all the stuff with that. Ahsoka shows up again. That was really awesome. You see Luke training Grogu to be a Jedi, and it's just the coolest shit ever. Uh, we get mention of Yoda, and we also see Luke give Grogu an opportunity to choose between going back with the Mandalorian or becoming a Jedi, because, you know, if you become a Jedi, you have to let go of all of your love and, you know, care that you have for people and stuff like that and focus on being a Jedi or whatever. And uh, he, ended, he ended up choosing Mando. So he goes back to Mando. And then episode seven is more of Mando and Grogu. Kind of, uh, yeah, and kind of just, I mean, we see, uh, and I haven't even mentioned this yet. Cad Bane is in the show. Uh, if you've seen Clone Wars and the Bad Batch, which are great shows, by the way, um, Cad Bane is a pretty important character in the Clone Wars. Uh, he's a bounty hunter and he makes his live action debut in this show. And honestly, he looks menacing as fuck. He looks really good. And, uh, I was really excited. Uh, to see him like when I, w I was watching episode six on at my computer and I'm like holy shit oh my god that's Cad Bane I was going crazy uh, and I was already loving uh, episode six so that just made me love it even more because uh, I really liked Cad Bane in the Clone Wars I thought he was a really good character uh, I fucking hated his guts but I uh, he, he was really good uh, and to see him again and to see him in live action was pretty neat. However, that does not excuse the fact that episode seven was a disappointment. Uh, and even the first four episodes, uh, they kind of did this whole thing with like, oh, he's 
uh, healing in this tube. And then he has these dreams, but they're like flashbacks to what happened right after he got out of the Sarlacc. He like became family with these Tusken Raiders and, uh, you know, shit like that. I don't know. It just, it was just really underwhelming and boring. Honestly, I wasn't that interested. Uh, it didn't really pick up until Mandalorian showed up. Uh, and that it just made it so much better in my opinion. Boba Fett wrote a Rancor, though. That was pretty fucking sick. He had a fight with Cad Bane, and supposedly Cad Bane's dead now. Uh, some people are saying that they don't think he's actually dead, but uh, I think he's dead. He might be dead. If he's not dead, then cool, but if he is dead, then all right. I guess he's dead now. <laughs> Honestly, I, I didn't know it would even... I, I never really thought, like, all these characters... Like, oh, where are they after the fall of the Empire? I just figured they all died or something. Like, growing up, I figured that. But no, a lot of them are still around. And these shows are giving us a way to see that. And I'm really grateful for that. So even though the show wasn't as good, I'm really grateful that it exists because it gave us live-action Cad Bane. And I'm all for it. And it gave us Boba Fett back. And uh, I really liked Boba Fett in uh, the original movies. And stuff like that. So it was really nice to see him get his own show after all this time. Plus, he's played by the same guy who played the clone troopers in the prequels. So that's even better. Overall, though, I was a little disappointed with the show. And the finale just kind of made it like, oh, this is barely about Boba Fett. Grogu was the one to save the day. It was... It's a big letdown, but uh, I'm hoping that the second season they learn from their mistakes with it and they'll make a better show overall. I'm hoping for the best. Okay, the Nintendo Direct. Uh, the first one of the year, uh, which by the way, I, I believe I mentioned this already, but I did upload a reaction video showing uh, all of my exciting moments from watching the Direct, all the times I got really happy when things popped up on my screen. So if you'd like to check that out, I'll leave a link in the description. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about the stuff that was shown off. Uh, first up, we got a new Fire Emblem Warriors game. Uh, basically, it's it's a sequel to Fire Emblem Three Houses, I believe. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but it's another Warriors game. We've had a Fire Emblem Warriors game before. I was confused for a second thinking it was a sequel, like a direct sequel. They were just making a whole new Fire Emblem game, but no, it's a, it's a Warriors game. Uh, I'm probably not going to pick it up. I'm not the great, I'm not the biggest fan of Fire Emblem. I'd never played the first Warriors. Um, and I bought three houses. I haven't played it yet though. So, uh, I'm just probably not going to pick this game up, uh, at least at launch, maybe someday for collecting purposes or something, but, uh, probably going to skip out on that one. Uh, Advance Wars looks pretty fun. Uh, they're remaking the Advance Wars games from the Game Boy Advance. Uh, they look like a lot of fun. I never played Advance Wars, but I'm pretty interested to see what those have to offer. No Man's Sky is coming out on the Switch. I've never played No Man's Sky. I just remember hearing about how it was extremely disappointing when it came out because they promised all this stuff that was going to be in the game and it wasn't. Uh, but I think it got better over time because eventually they added a lot of that stuff. I've never played it though. So um, I don't know much about it. I just know that it's a pretty popular game. It's got its fan base, and a lot of people are probably just really excited about the fact that it's coming to the Switch. Now more people are going to have a chance to play it, which is always great. Mario Strikers is getting a new installment. That is pretty crazy. Uh, I, I own both of the Mario Strikers games. I played a bit of them. Uh, they're pretty fun. 
Um, and this one's coming out the day before my birthday. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I might get it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, this is uh, it's it's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, it's a it's a Mario soccer game, and it looks fantastic. Uh, I I haven't played the Mario Strikers games in so long, but uh, I'm really excited to see what they can do with this new one. It's looking to be a lot of fun, and uh, I can't wait for it. Splatoon three showed off its salmon run mode, and the game comes out in the summer. I'm really excited for it. Uh, I got to go back and play Splatoon 2. I didn't play that game too much. Uh, I got to catch up on the lore and stuff like that. Disney Speedstorm is a new free-to-play racing game that has Disney and Pixar characters, so sign me the fuck up for that. Star Wars The Force Unleashed is coming to the Switch. As far as we know, it's only the first one right now, and it's the Wii version of the game, uh, even though there are better versions on the Xbox 360 and other systems that have HD capabilities. They're putting the Wii version on it for some reason. I mean, they probably just had easier access to that one, I would assume. So that's why they're doing it. But yeah, uh, Force Unleashed is coming. I've never played it. Uh, I've always wanted to check it out. So maybe this will finally give me a reason to. There's a new Kirby game coming out. We've known about it for a while. Uh, it's called Kirby in the Forgotten Land. It's a 3D platformer, which we haven't really gotten from Kirby. So I'm actually really excited about uh, this one. I'm a pretty big fan of the Kirby games. I love them. They're just so wholesome and fun. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not too difficult or anything. So I'm not like raging when I play a fucking Kirby game. They're just a lot of fun to play with friends. I used to play Kirby's Return to Dreamland uh, with friends. That was a lot of fun back in the day. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited for this new one. Uh, they showed off a new mode called Mouthful Mode, I believe. I think I wrote it down. Uh, yeah, mouthful mode. Uh, it looks absolutely hilarious. The trailer start, start, it's, it looks absolutely hilarious. The trailer starts off with Kirby inhaling an entire car and you think, oh, he's just going to swallow that thing. No, he just surrounds his, he just surrounds the car with his entire body and just kind of holds the car in place in his mouth. It's, it's very strange. There have been tons of memes made out of it already and they're absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know what to say really. Uh, it just looks so ridiculous. You can do, you can be like a car, a vending machine, a water balloon, a scissor lift, a fucking cone. It's I don't know. It's it's something new, and I'm I'm really interested to see uh, how they're going to implement it in the long run with the game. Uh, they also showed off that copy abilities now have uh, upgradeability. And you can give them different properties and stuff. So now you can have like a fire Kirby, but like he can also fly like a dragon. So it's like dragon fire Kirby. That's like the one example I can still remember off the top of my head that I thought was really cool. Klonoa is getting ported to the Switch, both of the Klonoa games. Uh, I never played them, but I heard they were pretty fun, underrated titles on the PS2. And then the first one I think got ported to the Wii uh, it's a pretty expensive game as far as I know. I don't know. Actually, that might have been from years ago. I don't know how much it's worth now, but uh, I never got it. But uh, maybe I'll be able to play it now that it's on the Switch. It'll give me a reason to. Also, some older games coming over, Portal and Portal 2. Never played those either, but uh, now I think I'll finally have a reason to. Uh, pretty exciting. Some of the biggest news out of the Nintendo Direct is that we're getting Nintendo Switch Sports in April. 
Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a spiritual successor, I guess, or a sequel even, to Wii Sports, uh, one of the best-selling video games of all time and one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, I love Wii Sports. It's it's amazing. <laughs> uh, it's, so, it's, it's so much nostalgia when it comes to that game. I play that with fucking everyone in my family. Uh, my mom, my dad, my brother tremendously all five of the sports it was just so much fun Wii Sports Resort 2 incredible game uh I didn't own Wii Sports Club though on the Wii U so I can't really say much about that one but um yeah Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort are some of my favorite games of all time some of the first Nintendo games I ever played uh my first two games I had in my Wii collection I got my Wii for Christmas in 2009 along with those games and a couple of other ones um so yeah, I'm naturally super excited for Nintendo Switch Sports. They showed off they have six sports, uh, tennis and bowling from the first game, and sword play, or Chambara, I believe they're calling it, uh, which was the actual name. Uh, it's from Wii Sports Resort, so that's pretty exciting. So they got representation from both games. And they also have three new ones. We got uh, soccer, volleyball, and badminton. Uh, so that's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, they also have these new avatar characters they have in the game. They look really weird. I don't know why they decided to go with new ones and not just throw the Miis in there. Uh, you still can play as Miis, though. I'm not sure if everyone knows that. Um, they did show some gameplay. They had Koizumi and Takahashi uh, do a little 1v1 in a match of volleyball, and they were using their Mii characters, so... You can still use Miis, and I will definitely still be using Miis uh, in this game. Uh, I'm not. Sh- I'm, I don't know really how to feel about these new Avatar characters. I I hope that they're not like too different. I just I don't know. Are they just like generic computer characters, or like those like new versions of Miis or something? I'm not really sure. I think it probably would have been better marketing wise if they had just said, "Oh, look, Matt's back," because Matt's like a a meme. Uh, he was one of the CPU Mies from Wii Sports and some of the other Wii series games. I feel like that's just a missed opportunity. Comes out in April. Uh, and honestly, I don't think anyone even knew about this. I don't think this even got leaked or anything. So uh, it's pretty exciting that it's coming in like two months. We're going to have this game. I, I can't wait. I'm really excited. Uh, the final thing they showed off was Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I thought I'd just get that out of the way before I talk about what I'm really excited about. Um, I've never played a Xenoblade. Actually, that's not true. I played a bit of the first Xenoblade. I haven't beaten it, though. Um, I just... I never got to pick it up again. Um, I'm probably gonna buy the Switch version, though, just for easier access to it. But yeah, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is officially happening. Uh, pretty exciting for Xenoblade fans. Uh, I'm a big fan of using Shulk and Pyra and Mithra and Smash, so... Uh, I was uh, I was pretty excited for the, the fans of the game. I haven't played them personally, so I can't get too excited naturally, but I'm happy for the people that really wanted it. Finally, what I'm going to discuss is Mario Kart. Uh, Mario Kart 8 came out in 2014 on the Wii U, and we got a deluxe port of it as basically a Switch launch title uh, in April of 2017. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It gave us some extra characters, and they fixed the battle mode. Uh, and that's basically it. It's just Mario Kart 8 on the Switch. But it has become the best-selling game on the Switch, and now the Switch has outsold the Wii. So it's a pretty popular game. 
uh, it's still being played by millions. And uh, there have also been rumors recently about a Mario Kart 9, uh, which is what I figured they would maybe announce. But instead, we got the word that there are new courses coming to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, 48 of them, in fact. There are six waves of eight tracks each that are dropping throughout the end of this year and into the end of 2023. So for the next about two years, we're getting new Mario Kart tracks. Well, they're not technically new, as they're all just courses from previous Mario Kart games and Mario Kart Tour, the mobile game. So that's pretty exciting. Um, I was so hyped when watching that preview uh, but after looking at the stuff on Twitter, people were pointing out like the graphical difference between these new courses and the ones that are already in the game is very noticeable. It seems like a lot of them are just ports from Mario Kart Tour, which is a mobile game. Uh, and I, I, I think that's a little disappointing, honestly. They don't really look like they're that polished. And, you know, Mario Kart 8's graphics are absolutely gorgeous. It just it looks like night and day when you look at them. But honestly, I feel like I can get past it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it's a deal breaker for me. I already pre-ordered them. Uh, it's like a $25 DLC pack. You get all eight of them and all eight of the waves, and then they'll continuously drop throughout the rest of the time period that they're going to drop until the end of 2023. So for 25 bucks over the next two years, I feel like that's not too bad. Um, I, I love Mario Kart. I play it all the time with my friends and my family. Uh, I'm I'm really hopeful that the tracks they reveal are great. We've already got Coconut Mall coming, so uh, that's that alone sold it for me. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, Mario Kart getting new stuff. Uh, five years after the Switch version came out, and eight years after the Wii U version uh, came out, this game will not die. Uh, it will be it will age out the dinosaurs uh, by the time that people get sick of it. Um, I I kind of got sick of it, but honestly, I'm not even gonna be mad about the fact that we're getting new stuff for it. If it gives me more of a reason to play this game, I'll take it. I can honestly wait for Mario Kart Nine. I don't think they even need to make a new Mario Kart for the Switch. I feel like Mario Kart Eight Deluxe fits the Switch just fine. Plus. People barely played the Wii U, so it gave a lot more life to this game. It, the Switch is kind of a saving grace for a lot of Wii U games, so honestly, I don't even care. I just want more of a reason to play Mario Kart at the end of the day. But anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Jimmy M Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, stay tuned for tomorrow. I'm going to upload the Eddie No Hands episode. Uh, if you enjoyed this, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications, smash that like button. Uh, share it with all your friends. Uh, I also am now on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok for the podcast. You can check those out in the description. If you'd like to support the podcast and have your name at the end of every episode, uh, feel free to hit the link in the description or go to anchor.fm slash Jimmy Mullen slash support, and you can support me through there. With that said, thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next one. Take it easy. Peace out. Thank you to David Washko and Noah Lundy for supporting the podcast. If you'd like to support, be sure to check out anchor.fm slash Jimmy Mullen slash support.